Hello and welcome to another Nine Circles audio thing. As always, I'm your host, Buke. And on this episode, I am joined by Garrett Johnson of Void Ceremony. Garrett, how are you doing on this wonderful Thursday, sir? Uh, I would say I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking and thanks for having me. <laughs> it, it is it is a, a pleasure to have you here for people listening around the world. Uh, we are talking here on the eve of your guys' release for Threads of Unknowing out on 20 Bucks Spin April 14th. And you know it's it's kind of a special day here in the U.S. because it's it's baseball opening day, and yeah, I'm I'm a big sports guy. Are are you a sports fan, Garrett? I'm not. Uh, actually, the only sport I really like is skateboarding. I think that's that's if we want to call it. That's not a team sport, or it's a team. You know, they have teams like Toy Machine Zero. Yeah. You know. But I, uh, I'm actually celebrating that day, the album, as well as Mega Man Battle Network collection for the Nintendo Switch and PC is coming out. And that's yeah, a game hey, series that I like. <laughs> my friend, you know, we will get into video games then uh, a little bit later. Where sure. I was going with the baseball opening is that yeah. opening day in, in baseball brings a whole season of possibilities and uh, storylines and stuff to play out and here we are you know in my wonderful transition in my head the possibility now of a of a second album coming out and stuff is on us how does how does everything feel in the void ceremony camp right right now because i know obviously you guys have been done with this for months now but you haven't you know oh, yeah unleashed it upon the world yet well i would say that uh we as a band feel i mean we feel great we feel confident in this release i personally feel as the primary composer that this is the the vision that i've been seeking for these years you know and like in the beginning, it was it was you know it was a, it was a journey to find my way here. But you know, releasing the first album, I I saw it was it was more of a draft with like the performance in at hand, but in mind, I wanted to increase um, my compositions like value and you know make it more interesting for me personally. And so, I mean, I think it's it's a great time, and this album is going to be incredible. Yeah, you know, were were you or did you have your finger on the pulse uh that the fan base had around your guys' debut album? Because you know, you guys blew up on my radar and I'm like, holy crap, who are these guys? <laughs> this is this is amazing. And that must be pretty exciting for you. Something that's been a passion project of yours. You know, for a number of years before that debut album, you know, eventually came out. Well, it's it's like, you know, it was always for me. It never mattered sort of what anyone ever thought of it. Um, in fact, when we released The Fell Origins of Humanity, I was kind of like, yeah, I think, you know, I might just <laughs> be done with this project for a while. And I, I, you know, hung it up, you know, put the guitar, you know, started work, you know, working on other stuff. I'm a, I'm a fusion guy, so I'm kind of into fusion guitar. So that's kind of like was taking a lead for a while. And then all of a sudden the reviews for Fell Origin started coming in. I was like, oh, wow, like this is cool. And then that's when Charlie hit me up because he didn't play on that recording. Um, and he had said, uh, he's like, yeah, man, like this is a savage record. And he's like, we should, you know, we should play some shows. I was like, damn. So then that's when. You know, I had I really got all like these ideas for the Entropic Reflections uh, record. And I started, you know, creating that. And then we put that out. It came out at a crazy time, 2020. You know, uh, Dave and I were unsure how music was going to do at that point in time. And um, basically, when we had put that put that out and then everyone sort of picked up on it, new fans, you know, that's where we got a lot of these new fans. It's like 
I sort of saw, you know, like, wow, like these people like what I'm doing. And um, so there was, there was like really no, there was no um, like writing direction for them or accessibility or anything in terms of that. It was more, I felt like they, they really understood with this one, like, and especially in the thanks list, I'm thinking, you know, video games like Resident Evil and, you know, Mega Man X and I'm putting like my passions in there. I'm saying, hey, this is what's inspiring me. I'm not even directly inspired by <laughs> death metal or metal. I'm inspired by Japanese video games and, you know, and like jazz fusion music. And that's really where this comes from. So sorry, I went off on there. No, but... <laughs> no. Oh, God, I I am the mad. No, no. I my middle name is Tangent. So me please. too, man. Hey, me too. <laughs> Just let you know, you know, that's a real interesting thing you mentioned that I don't think I've I've I have heard and I've talked with metal artists who are big jazz guys and fusion guys, but I have never asked them, how is it talking to the opposite side of the coin? How do your jazz friends, what do they think of the metal world especially the realm you play in do they see the art in it like you see the jazz so side of it and they do absolutely um my friends um anyone who's into fusion or anything um metal or not um you know and i work at a music store so some of the fellow teachers the piano teacher for example you know she really likes the fusion sound she's a classically trained and she knows jazz and I show her material. I mean, I have since Foul Origins and she's blown away by it and she hears it and she recognizes that it's so nuanced that it's, I'm literally, it's recognized. I'm, I'm literally playing fusion almost, but it's just performed with death metal, this low vocals fast, you know, it, the intensity of the old school technical style. And that's, but it's with my influences in mind. So it's like, but I'm getting that, uh, that art appreciation from people who are into the deeper arts. Cause I mean, I'm death metal is definitely a deep art, but I'm saying, you know, like someone who's actually trained with music can listen to void ceremony and say, wow, like, you know, they can recognize that it's essentially it's, it's jazz. It's not like using the rules of jazz. I'm breaking every single rule of music when I'm making this music, but you know, yeah, okay. So that's a do, great question. That's a great question. Yeah, do you know that's a real interesting point too, Garrett. Do is your music, would you say for the uninitiated? Because I, you know, almost say it every episode because I think it helps my my guests understand. I am not an artist myself. I mm -hmm. like a historian. You know, I always mention Dan Kaplan, you know, no, sorry, not Dan Kaplan, Dan Carlin. Dan mm. Kaplan's another staff member here. But Dan right. Carlin hosts a Hardcore History podcast. He's uh, not a historian. He's a fan of history. I'm mm. not a musician. I'm a fan of music and I'm a deeply seated fan. Do, but, so where I am going with this is, do you think Void Ceremony for the Uninitiated like myself who just comes at it from an extensive music background is void ceremony, a hard listen. Um, I think for someone who isn't okay, if their mind is closed at a base level, if they don't want to hear extreme vocals or if it's, if they're not prepared for, you know, a sonic wave of sound, I would say for them, it's going to be a hard listen, you know, for someone like my dad, my dad can appreciate technical music. He's the one who got me into you know, prog rock, classic rock stuff as a kid. And um, the the whole thing is, is that he doesn't like, he he calls it the yelling and, you know, he can't yeah. really, he, he's not ready to hear. But I would say for someone who's um, initiated to have, you know, to music and understanding the different genres and like, you know, seeing that there's good metal or even bad metal, maybe if they're not familiar yet, they could listen to it and they can grasp something of it. They're going to be like, wow, like that's really cool bass or those solos are intense or the, the drums stick out or there, there's going to be something that someone's going to like. And that's, it's crazy because that's definitely unintentional. It just, you know, it's surfaced from just appreciating so many genres of music and elements of life that kind of fuse into this band that I feel like it's, I'm not trying to, 
scare people away. Like, I mean, in the beginning, you know, obviously if you look at the early covers, I mean, all the covers, right. But the early demo <laughs> is the most anti-Christian, you know, this weird philosophical anti-Christian thing, like looking at it, that if God actually existed, it's, it's evil, you know, I was in the cover. It's like, yeah, get, stay away. But you know, now it's, I'm not trying to keep people or push people away. I'm trying to just say, Hey, here's my art. And this is what I'm expressing for my soul. There's no, money bullshit there's no incentive other than the fact that i i live for this shit this is you know and I, and people can feel that and resonate it when they listen that's the it's the interesting thing about it anyway you know <laughs> that you know garrett that's a great point to bring up because that's a conversation i was having with my wife the other day is that i think the thing in in the decade or so that i've been covering metal, probably longer now that i've been covering metal and you know, listening to it really intently, like, like I do aside from the big bands, like, you know, I have my Opeth poster here aside from the big bands that Opeth, you know, that where they can sit back and ride on the living from their money, you know, even some of them have day, day jobs. Metal really shows the pure love of the music. Yes. Because while your album may make my end of the year list, Garrett, I hate to tell you, you're not going to be going to the store tomorrow looking for a new Porsche on Void no, Ceremony Money. No, and I and I actually prefer <laughs> it that way. And I, you know, and I like I like the praise and all, but I do recognize, you know, out there already in early reviews, there's some praise that I feel like is hollow. And you know, because and that's where it's like, where do we draw the line? Sorry to steal this point. Where do we draw the line? it's it's like it's great in me personally as an artist i feel fulfilled it's not it's like obviously i'm already moved on and i'm working on to the next void ceremony and my other projects but the idea is is that if people are now saying oh it's great people you know everyone loves it it's like well is it objectively great or is it just (laughs) like now it's like i'm questioning it i'm like well what is this like i'm like damn like and so that's where it's like i I don't expect any monetary success. All I want is some kid to be like, damn, this is fucking cool, man. Like, you know, and then maybe he gets the tape or downloads it and, you know, he picks up a guitar and he's like, Hey, I want to make riffs that, you know, go let change eternally and stuff that doesn't have a, a limit. This is, you know, death metal and whatever you want to call it with, without limits. And, you know, that's, and that's not going to sell. That's not these, you know, caveman, you know, bands or, you know, all the, the death doom trend stuff. And that's not what this is, you know? So that's, I'm fine with the fact that it could be released and created and that's all I need, you know? You know, Gary, I, I'm so glad you just mentioned that too. Cause I, I think that's something that, and as much as I love heavy metal, I love video games more. I have an Xbox. <laughs> I, I have an Xbox next to me. I have a PS5. I got my my Switch is right here next. Oh next yeah. To me. Hey, I got my Switch right here, man. With the cuphead <laughs> oh yeah, with the, the Cuphead back. sticker on yeah, it. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, man. I got I beat that shit. That's hey, yeah, you man. know. Oh. But Garrett, where where I'm going with this is, and this is something I think I see a lot in the video game realm. I think, well, I see a lot of reviews in metal like video games. People trying to be all grandiose. Yes. Try and write some magical, beautiful review that's a thousand words and come up with all these different words to mean other things and stuff like that. When I think sometimes if they were to just maybe be more honest with pros and cons, Maybe yep. just speak pure, plain language. And maybe if something isn't good, call it out. Because like I see in video yes. games, so many people, when I see flaws, they seem to just be starstruck in what the game is, that they can't call it out for what it is. 100%. And, and I'm glad you just said that with the reviews of your album, where you said you wonder how honest they are because nothing can be perfect nothing yeah. can be perfectly glowing 100 percent um that's i mean that's tech, that's a big thing with video games the modern and just to say real quick before we get you know into the relevancy of course this is all relevant right but the video game reviews 
people, these YouTubers and who are the main reviewers now, you know, back in the day, you know, you remember magazines were kind of yep. your go-to and those are yes, pretty, they those were. were pretty good. There was a lot of, you know, you can tell when something might be paid, you know, but you can also see when there was, you know, honesty, but nowadays it's literally like these YouTubers are very excited to get a copy and this applies to music as well. And, you know, they're like, Hey, cool. And this perpetuates them. And then, or maybe they're getting a deal or they're happy they could get the the sponsorship. So it'd be like, Oh man, this game, you know, it's like, they don't even play it. They get sent like points of, of what to talk about and then word it themselves and then use their voice. And then it's like, Oh cool. And then they're promoting it. Like, Oh, Hey, so-and-so said that this is a good album or a good game. I should buy it. And then it's, we're losing individual, like the person discovering it, you know, obviously not just seeing like, Hey, that art looks cool or the music's cool or whatever. And, and we're, and we're selling things just, and it's all, it's all just a part of, you know, of just this system of, of thinking and, I don't know. It's it loses it loses authenticity, and um, it's why like the modern modern era, we don't have enough honesty. And you know, I would rather someone say, "Hey, man, like you should, you know, you know, maybe next time do better on this, or why don't you play, you know, a better solo?" And I'd be like, "Dude, like that's not even like a disrespectful thing. Like I want to incorporate like any kind of criticism like that, like for this album." You know, it's like why I chose the set list um, because, you know, uh, someone I respect very highly um, told me that he didn't like the first record uh, because the longest track was in the middle. And that kind of influenced me. I want to put the longest track at the end because I realized that that does make it better. And that's like those criticisms are like, thank you. But it's like when it's like all hollow, like this is great. Like look at any current review right now, man. They're all like, oh, this is just like this is cool. This is great listen to it and it's like what did you not like there has to be one small thing right but then it's like oh then it just looks like they're just putting it on purpose to look like it's a real like criticism like critical review or whatever and that they're an actual journalist or something it's just like it just loses the point like i feel like it just it should just be hey here's this record decide what you like here's this video game decide what you like but we need those reviews to, but you to, know so what we don't though? waste our time, you know, so but, we don't waste but, time. It's like, but God, Garrett, what that's, do do? <laughs> that's another great point you, you mentioned too, though, that I, I've never thought of from like your point of view. Do, how do you put any weight on how somebody tries to encapsulate your art? Because this yeah. is ultimately your, your project. This is ultimately your head yeah it doesn't make a difference how good of a writer i am or how well i am you know with my gift of gab i can't get in your head and i can't you're ultimately the judge you know in your thoughts if you think this record's good or if you think gosh shit i messed up but i guess i yes. gotta eventually i gotta pack it up and i gotta send it in eventually i can't you know sit on it forever Exactly. Then that art, it's so, it's such a narrow thing to critique art because it's so nuanced of like, you know, something I may have in the moment thought of this was good or what if it's like, this is all I can do right now. Or, you know, you come back later, like, wow, like maybe I'd want to change that or man, I wish I would have changed that. I knew I should have. And it helps to see like, you know, a critique of something that's like that you resonate with as an artist. And I think that's where we should have reviewers who are more, in tune with reviewing and with art rather than just these people they just look like they're typing ai man like there's this new one that just came out a few days ago it's not hard to find but it's like literally just like this ai blurb and it was the wrong like album title it was it just said entropic reflections continuum not even dimensional unravel and it's like dude this is threads of unknowing but it's like holy shit how did you get that wrong it's just like it's like it's like an ai like you took the the prompt for the pr thing threw it in an ai and it just generated this shit and you're like perfect and <laughs> you're just like good like you know and like, copy paste me. post yeah and that doesn't that's not good that's not perpetuating it's like dude that's frustrating like that's not saying any good points if you're writing like barely like two paragraphs even if that of of review and there's nothing critical it's, it's you're using jargon you know of death metal and you're you're not you're not incorporating any any kind of literary purpose it's just like this is shit like don't don't review my shit like i would rather someone say this is the worst 
fucking album I've ever heard. Then someone say, this is cool. This is good. Death metal. Oh, yeah. Like, fuck <laughs> death, that shit. Death, death metal. Long, long hair. Growling yeah, vocals. Yeah. <laughs> like, hold on. Let, let me read you. Let me read you a review. If I got a second, I wrote a review of yeah. my own album. Let me fucking read that. That is like, dude. Um, Where is it? I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's, you... it's on my... If I got a quick second, I'm just going to my story arc. Yeah, no, it's, you have. It's, you it's have so time. relevant. It's so relevant. It must be said. This is this is for my buddy Dave and Twenty Bucks Spin. Love you, man. I got. Oh, love you. Yeah, <laughs> he, the guy. The guy's great. Let me see stories archive. All right, all right, all right. Here it is. Here it is. Um, the the review is um for the new seven track album of old school death metal, Void Space Ceremony. In the threads of entropic unknowing, dimensional periphery. And I'm not going to say the name of the guy. Um, <laughs> this album is very rock, but not very roll, as it has very fast. The influences are definitely old school here. It will have many changes in feel, but remain very old school. Moments heavy, immolation, then also low vocals. Guitar solos are very shred, very nice. The album will receive... Eight out of ten flames out of fire. All your bass are belong to us. Yes, exactly, 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 <laughs> exactly. I wanted to make it like I wanted to make it like it was a like it was like a, like a you know an eighties NES game. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> okay. So look, okay, so that's a, a good uh, segue there. How is it that you know a how did life bring you to the point where we're talking here that you're not uh, a video game developer? How did you get into working in music and now, you know, on the side as an artist? Um, man, that's that's an excellent question, in fact. Um, so that was one thing I wanted to do as a kid was get into video game design. You know, obviously it was something I always dreamed of, but... Um, you know, just kind of like, I would say like darker childhood, you know, like somewhat lower middle class. I just ended up, you know, having a guitar, you know, I wanted drums and they're like, hey, here's, you know, a guitar. And I was like, oh, cool. So I started playing guitar, you know, like there was a guitar around since a little but when I was 10, I tried lessons, couldn't really focus. Um, so it was around like, I mean, I, I guess I just didn't have the like deliberation of school you know i mm -hmm. didn't go to college you know i i ended up just getting into music you know other than you know working i did like different jobs like garage door installs i did some game testing though for like seven months at scea okay um uh here in san diego and that was cool that was like the closest i got to it but um i just i chose music i'm a i'm a guitar teacher um you know it's just because it was just so intuitive and natural. And I played guitar when I didn't understand life, when I thought I understood life, when I lost understanding again, you know, and th that's the thing with guitar. It always brought me comprehension in my reality. And then it eventually was when it was like, wow, like I would like to make games. In fact, I compose video game music. I just didn't uh, a mock soundtrack for a game that doesn't exist, like a bullet hell kind of style. Oh, nice. Those are my favorite game. I'm, I'm a rogue. I'll rogue -like to, guy. Oh, dude. Me, yeah, man. Those are, there's some great stuff. Yeah. Wait, um, yeah. Wait, you like like old school shmups, like shoot em ups? Like, yeah. Like Darius. Yeah. Um, like Gradius. Um, those yeah. Are, like, Gradius. Them, ones. Yeah. But I mostly like Dodon Pachi. I like yes. the cave. Yes. I'm into the cave. I'm a cave shooter guy. I, uh, so. I watch videos on YouTube of them, but I am I can't play them because they are too hard. They yeah. like when when it's bullets filling the whole screen. Like I I I can't even see the pass to to fly in them. Ah, uh, see, that's what I. Those are the kind of games that I like, man. Like Katsui Kizuna, Dodon Pachi. Like I, that's that's what I like, man. Is like all those shmups and or the bullet hells, you know. Yeah, so. you should see my YouTube <laughs> sub subscriptions. I literally follow like all the guys who uh, just play those games, and I just watch all the videos. Like uh, 
Stekka, like Stika's one, ST1KA, like all these guys just play all these shmup you games. Know, uh, and electric stuff. Underground? Yes. E- oh, electric Underground. Awesome. Yep. That guy's awesome, man. And like, there's, he's got some good history on, on bullet hell shit, man. And like, love all that stuff, man. That's, I'm glad, dude. That's cool. Cause it's rare. It's so rare to meet anyone who's even interested in it, you know? Yeah, and that's I, like, like my favorite. Electric Underground. I was watching his video the other day. He, posted a great video about is uh original arcade hardware worth it like the guy posts amazing Dude, videos i gotta i gotta watch that man because that sounds yeah. interesting because i've always been interested actually in like actual hardware but you know of course i just emulated my pc and i have some yeah. games in my dreamcast and stuff but Dude, well that's that's great man um and then I'll, i want to plug in real quick i'm going to be having a uh my mock soundtrack coming out um it's the project is called summoned ninth and the mock game is going to be called echo prophecy. Okay. And where, where will people be able to find this? Will this be a band camp thing? That's or? just going to be on band camp. Yeah. I'll be sharing it from void ceremony. Um, just like stories and stuff. All I'm doing is waiting on art. It's like my preliminary entry into it. Um, I could send you uh, over email. Yeah. I, after I the would call. love it. Yes. I have it on uh, Dropbox. Cool, man. Now, you know, Garrett, now you know, a lot of kids when they're growing up, you know, I'm you, your birthday's two days before mine, but I'm 10 years oh, wow. older, but I am sure. 10 years older. So my God, you and I are like long lost best, best friends here. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of kids when they're growing up and they're finding themselves, you know, kids sure. get into sports or kids get into drugs or skateboarding or whatever they get into girls or boys or they get into drawing you know we start to learn how to ex- express ourselves in something what what was it about a guitar and music for you that when you felt life was questionable or unknown or dark or grim or whatever however else you want to paint happy sad what was it about music and a git- guitar that that gave you for life? I would say that it's it's something tangible. Like you hear your improvements. <clears throat> it's not something you physically see necessarily. Like of course you can you can you can view what you're doing. You know it's 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 in visibility, but you can hear your improvements and you can hear the cool stuff that you're making or doing. And like, you know, sometimes making noises on, on a guitar is just, it's just fun. It's, it's like a yo-yo. So it's just like, yeah, you know, I don't got anything better to do. And it's like, yeah, you know, like, you know, you just got down, you know, you're 14 years old and you just got down the trooper by Iron Maiden or something. And, you know, people hear you playing it at the local music store, which is pretty much me. And people are like, Hey man, that sounds cool. And it's like not something I really strove for was just a, a compliment or whatever, but it's just like, wait, really? And then you recognize like, wow, man, like maybe I can eventually make it was it was the idea that I could eventually be making this stuff. And once I got into the the, the true death metal, you know, around 15, 16, um, you know, you look at like that was like, damn, like I want to make music like death and atheist, morbid angel, like like you know and it was it just it just grabbed me it just it was like whoa like i didn't want to learn covers you know that was how you get your chops you know you're getting you know you're building your skill you know learn i learned death megadeth uh iron maiden like those three bands were just like a big focus and then you just it gets lost in a blur like you know it's just like wow like you just feel the tangible growth of your in your life it's like where everything else is shit you pick up the guitar and you do a sick riff and you're just like, damn, like everything kind of makes sense. And while I'm playing this thing. And that's why like, you know, like it's not an escape for me anymore. It's just a part of who I am. And it's like taking a piss, man, like guitar. It's like, you just, you just got to do it. I just will just be like, Oh, it's like, I kind of want to learn like this riff of the song I heard like yesterday or something like, or like, Oh, this, that lead would be good just to learn just, you know, for my, lead vocabulary you know it's just ah, that's you know it's really okay but 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 you know but like when when i you know i get joy when i you know i'm a father to a eight 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 year old girl i i get joy when i see her 
you know, do something that I see her grow and, you know, become the little girl that I'm raising. You know, when I played football growing up, you know, I could, I could see, you know, I had coaches teaching me. My little girl has, has me teaching her. What, what was, you know, you as a music teacher, I, this is me being naive to that world, but I can imagine you know, it's probably a lot easier to be instructed into playing guitar or maybe learning basics of jazz than trying to find somebody to teach you to play death metal like like you play. Is that true? Like, was a lot of this self-taught, the Internet? Was this dad teaching you? That's a great um, man. That's that's awesome um, prompt there. Um, in my opinion, um it was very difficult actually to get into it. You know, you had the, I knew of like one other older kid who liked death metal, you know, and that's how, you know, I saw he had a leprosy shirt and then, you know, like he didn't want to talk to me or whatever. And I was like, all right. But then that was like, I was already well starting to get into entombed and stuff. When I found out about death, I was like, Whoa. And I didn't even listen to leprosy first, listen to sound of perseverance, but like it was hard. Cause it was known. I live in Ramona, California, which is, um, in northern northern county uh san diego and so there's not a lot of death metal around here and at the at the music school or music teachers um that taught that kind of taught me here and there like i just took lessons like once a month sometimes in high school like when i had the allowance like or i would take my friends homework and then they were just learn like fish and like jazz chords and stuff and like theory and then that's where i started picking up on it but None of those guys like death metal. Like the teachers kind of discouraged me uh, from death metal, in fact. And then uh, because I liked what they liked. They're the ones who showed me Aldi Miola, you know, and like all the fusion. And um, that's how I got into the fusion was those guys and um, jazz. But then they discouraged sort of the death metal. But then that was like always me, like thrash, death metal, black metal. And so it was it was very self-taught, like seeking out, you know, using these crappy riffs on ultimateguitar.com and trying to be the band you know like i wasn't watching a lot of youtube stuff or that wasn't wasn't like a guitar like you know 14 years ago i don't feel like it was like a guitar resource yet it was just i listened to music on there but i just preoccupied with guitar video games and girls in high school you know but death metal sort of was 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 a thing that came to me on my own and that's why I now as a teacher uh, specifically have some death metal students or some kids here in Ramona that I teach and um, they're carrying the torch, man. That's my goal is that they can eventually make this kind of stuff. I was just about to say that, that, that I, I don't, I don't mean this in the slight at, at, at all. I actually mean this as the biggest compliment. You, you look the part like you look at me. Um, um, Pale, pasty, you know, I shave my head. I don't look like a metalhead. You got the long beard, the long hair, like you, you know, you so kids probably walking in, they're like, hey, I want to, you know, I want to learn guitar, and their parents are signing them up. But the kids see you, their eyes, who want to play our style music, their eyes probably light up. They're like, I yeah. want that guy. Yeah, and it's true, man. <laughs> and that's how I that's how I've linked up with those kids, man. And you know, um, shout out to them, um, Cody and Shane, you know, yeah. some gifted kids. Good for um, them. Good for them. You know, and- sorry, you know, Garrett, do, do you see it with younger generations? Because, you know, I, I always say it that this is me turning into an old dad. Mm-hmm. You don't see kids playing outside. And like, I don't see kids playing street hockey anymore. Yeah, they don't. I mean, that is I. it's it, kind of like we we their kids have lost that ability to kind of know what to do in that situation because they're like well i could stand on my phone outside like what's the point like oh i'll play a game on my phone outside okay like it's the different you know with me i was like oh man legend of zelda i'm gonna go in my backyard with a you know wooden sword and i'm gonna go to hyrule kind of thing you know yes but you know but but the thing is these kids playing guitar do they Mm -hmm. you know those two students you mentioned do they have the passion that you did like are young kids still finding music like with yes with with social media and stuff you know and and 
so many different outlets now, you know. Well, if if I look at it, it's a, it's a very strong yes, but there is a there is a a nuanced you know answer to it because just because of of you know my personal experience. Yeah, uh, my students are are very passionate. Um, they actually care. Like they're going to be you know they're already trying to create their own stuff and good for them. You know, so the the whole idea you know like fourteen and sixteen year old kids like it's pretty cool. You know, um, I'm looking at it like I was a special case. I, um, I ditched school every day after English class and I'm not telling anyone out there at high school to do this. (laughs) Don't do it. It was my dark, dark, but, (laughs) but the whole thing was, is I went to the music store I work at now every day and just practice. And, you know, met, it was, I was, you know, a crazy kid. I was saying if I saw someone with the cross, I'd, you know, say, fuck Jesus. You know, I, I was a bad, I was kind of a bad kid, kind of an asshole in that sense, but you know, I wasn't getting into trouble or nothing. But um, I just really was passionate because I didn't have any guidance other than this music store and other and you know and like the the teachers there and you know and that was the guidance that I was given. Um, so that's why I kind of channeled it deeply. Like I, you know, I had these ideas, weak ideas, you know, that I wouldn't ever be loved or have a family or any kind of thing like that in this those things inspired me to like really become like this is my entire life I don't care if I would end up homeless I don't care if I I was like dude I'm gonna probably die by the time I'm 18 I didn't care <laughs> and that was of course very chaotic yeah like totally of course at it of now, course I yeah, I, 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 yeah know? Like the, thinking it you know I I I hate to make light of it but but I got at the time what a what a dark mindset that you must yeah. have been living in I just did not care. And I was just like, dude, like I loved technical thrash and old school death metal. And, you know, the Norwegian black metal stuff like immortal, you know, and it's just like, this was like, this is what I care about. Oh, and the, in the video games a little bit, this is see video games were a big thing in my life, but at this point metal was at the forefront of everything. And I like to skate, you know, just flat ground, kind of chill stuff. But um, that was, that's what I was into. And then when I got in my twenties, that's when it's like video games and music became like at the band practice. We're going to battle on Pokemon. Me and the dude from Ascended Dead, John, my one of my best buddies. <laughs> and like in Ian um, man uh, from Conjureth right now. And he was in uh, Golgotha. He was also in Void Ceremony. Man, at practice, we'd play through the set one or two times and then play Dark Souls for the rest of the time. It's like we're <laughs> hanging out for the rest of the time playing Dark Souls. You know, so all I'm saying is, is the passion of music became it was it just it took over and i feel like that it's hard to compare like yes all these other people are passionate but i had this deep weird drive like this deliberate and my mom was telling me last night because you know i've been hanging out around my mom um and she said she said man when you were a kid you were determined she said she said nothing would have stopped you she said you were so determined garrett and I was like, wow, like, thank you for telling me this. Like, I didn't actually ever know that you ever recognized that about me. I, you know, I was just like this kid. Who, I didn't want to do my homework. I just didn't give a shit about life. And then here I was, I had, had the guitar and all, all along, it kept me grounded. You know, it kept me out of trouble. I never got into drugs, you know, smoking weed, you know, whatever. But it's it's it kept me out of trouble. And I think that that's what it's doing for these kids. And I think circling back to the thing about social media, Social media is good because now we're perpetuating these positivities of like, hey, yep. man, like you saw your video, you posted good job or, oh, I looked up on YouTube how to play this riff or I have, you know, the an app that I could use to learn a song. And I think that they have that benefit now where when I was a kid, it was like, you know, your smartphone was kind of like, yeah, you talk to your friends on MySpace or Facebook and then you're like, whatever, dude, I'm going to go fucking live. And now it's like, dude, I could talk to my friends all day, which is, you know. I admit I love doing, but I could also be learning things at the same time, you know, utilizing computers and, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's just, it's a good time. And this is my final point because the kids can, can grow at exponentially faster rates than I did. Like, you know, I'm saying the 14 year old kid is already, you know, starting to shred and get good with his riffs. But wasn't that good till it's like what, 16 and a half or something. So I'm looking at that, like, damn, like, you know, dude, like, yeah, like, and it's like, <laughs> use this, use the modern shit to, to boost your playing and to learn more. Like, absolutely. Like that's dude, it's, it's beneficial well, and people only hate social media, but it can be used for good. 
but look what social media and the internet does for you. And you have to be a great foundation for your students because you have a band made up of members all over the place. Yeah. All over the place brought together by technology of the year 2023. So these kids, you may think, oh, my God, here I am living in Ramona. There might not be a big metal collective here. Well, the Internet can put you in touch with anybody. Exactly. And that's how we got Damon, you know, from Stargazer, man. That really was an interesting time, just me connecting with him and, you know, about Stargazer. And then, you know, one thing he told me he... I remember he said something like he listened to the Fell Origins of Humanity EP four times in a row and he was still digesting it. And he said, like, this is the 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 real true old school 90s technical death metal in all caps. And like my heart just was like, like, dude, I couldn't handle it. Like now it's different being friends with all my favorite musicians. And, you know, but back then it was just like whoa like i had to like put i put my like phone or whatever close the computer down or whatever it was when i saw that email and it was like wow and that is the power of the internet you know that is you know being able to make friends with people around the world and you know all kinds of things even fall in love you know create music i think that i think the internet is is one of the best things you know and of course there's all these dark elements to it yeah it's like there's always going to be that shit sitting in the corner of the room but you know you turn and you look at everything else and we have this huge resource of network of creating music you know and i've recently been working with uh with mike from um time ghoul and grevlar we have you know some stuff going on and that's cool man like i messaged uh mike in uh 2011 or 12 with some pre-void ceremony stuff it was called portal geist and that had the the guitarist of Ascended Dead, Ian Lawrence, on drums. Super obscure stuff at this point. But I sent it to Mike, Grandpa Ghoul, and he loved it and compared it to um, Death Row, Deception Ignored. And I was just like, whoa, like, what the fuck? Like, whoa. And then all these years <laughs> later, I was like, hey, man, do you remember? He says, yeah, man. Mike's like, yeah, man, I remember. And uh, I'm just like, shit. And. I don't know, like now I'm making music and it's that easy. I could just record on my computer some solos and be like, hey man, what do you think of these? And that's it's cool. And I don't know, man. I I'm thankful for the internet. I'm thankful for all of this. I'm thankful that my students can improve and that anyone in the world can learn and enjoy things in life and to improve their life. And that's I think that's the point of the internet is to improve your life, not to waste your life. Yeah. Do are you cognizant that uh, there are people trying to learn off of you do you make your tabs readily available for people or is that something you've, you've ever thought of so i am very aware that i do have students who specifically learn riffs from me they learn songwriting structures i mean i break down my entire mentality and philosophy so um i do have tabs they have not become commercially available because they're not like perfect um, they're not, they're, like, they're, not they're Garrett tabs. <laughs> they're yes. Yes. <laughs> Garrett. Indeed. Um, they're like, it just basically you could, they're clear, you know, I send them to all the members They're you know, the early stuff that the Ian tab, which is the style of, of the Wayne tab, which is from Golgotha, which were very interesting, but very different from how I do it. Um, but basically I, I write everything out pretty clear, you know, even lately I've been writing out if it, what chord it is or what mode I'm running and it'll help me like just to look at quicker, like, Oh, it's that chord, like whatever, you know? And, but, um, I just, and that's when I offer my students, like when they're taking lessons, you know, I'll be like, Hey, you know, uh, send you the tap for that kind of thing. And then they get the idea of it and then I show them. So then it's like kind of like a reference point. It's not an, the tabs are not an exact how to like you would expect with most tabs. It would be interesting to do in the future, but for the time being, I mean, you know, it's like, I like the enigma of my music. You know, I, I would rather people, if they can learn it by ear, it's that impresses me. And then you get my respect. I feel like if anyone can take the time to, to learn it just it you know could take longer it just you just have to sit down and do it you know so i, I just know, like the mystique 
I got what you're saying. And on top of that, you know, Tears of the Kingdom's right around the corner. You know, we got better things to do. Oh, dude, I want, yeah, dude, yeah. (laughs) I want, I already, dude, yeah, dude. Like, that's going to be tight. I like that. Like, the first one, by the way, it's like, if you play it like a normal Zelda game, it's not that great. But if you play it purely just, dude, it's it's incredible if you don't play it beginning to end. If you just experience, just like, I don't even like the main dungeons, man. I just like to just get the as much stamina as possible in the beginning. And that's when it's sick. So I'm going to do the same thing with this. I'm going to like, fuck the main story. All I want is just this weird, you know, sandbox just to like make, I make it my own uh, story and adventure rather than playing the pre-made script. Like, yeah, whatever. They give you the choice, you know? You know, I have been (laughs) dying to, I have been dying to, find somebody to talk to uh during an interview who like you know is into video games like you are because i i meet some artists here into them and and some aren't as passionate as as you and i are you know zelda is one of those games for me that like i have breath of the wild in my switch right now and i still have not beaten it i Ah. i open see i'm so add you give me an open world game and it's it is too much leash for me i see i need you to tell me where to go if you say hey buke make your own game or matt make your own game have at it it's for me it's like i don't know i don't find the fun in exploring i see and see that's for me i don't play a lot of open worlds um the most recent open world is Elden Ring, which still has a rhyme and a reason. I'm a big, like I said, Dark Souls guy. Elden Ring is... Is uh, Elden Ring a perfect 10 to you? It is. Man, the rants I go on with my friends about this, it is... <laughs> it, it's like, okay, so I'll say this. It, it's not the same mystical quality of Dark Souls 1 and Demon Souls and Bloodborne, but it is. it is still... A ten out of ten perfection. The the most crazy game that you can start uh, a new build. You could start a new build and a new file and do different NPC quests and get different spells and it'll be a completely different playthrough than your than your other playthrough. And it feels like you have like multiple games in one because of the capabilities of what you can do. I would I would easily say Elden Ring is the most ten out of ten game that has been released since like final fantasy 10 or something wow then dark souls one but i'm saying that far back elden ring is elden ring is the the truth of video games like anyone who doesn't like it i recommend give it a chance okay but you know a, a, a lot of people they say the souls game to start with though is bloodborne do you say bloodborne's the easiest or is elden the easiest to start with the easiest to start with is e- is easily Dark Souls one. Really? Yeah, Bloodborne is brutal. I love that game. It is people who are uninitiated to any kind of difficult games will be destroyed, but if <laughs> they have the open mind and are willing to learn, they will conquer it just the same and they will become skilled. And that's what the thing with all these games are is they they have uh, they have a, it's teaching you. It's difficult in a sense. It's like, hey, like pay attention. That's all. It's not like crushing you. It's like it can be suffocating, like, you know, some of the things in the game. But it's all very within reason. And it's it's fun. And, and that satisfaction you get out of it is 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 fantastic. So I would say start Dark Souls one. um Bloodborne, if you start with Bloodborne, that's excellent too. Elden Ring, it's like you're you're missing out what made the series great. So if you start with Dark Souls 1 or Bloodborne, those are the probably some of the best. Even Demon Souls. Don't start with Dark Souls 2. Only play Dark Souls 2 if you really love them. But Elden Ring, though, I feel like if you're uninitiated, it will be amazing. But you you need the the other games to really like see why it's so amazing. You're going to be amazed, but you're not going to be like, wow. It would be like listening to formulas, but never hearing covenant. <laughs> you need both. Okay. You, you need I'm both. I'm a formulas you, guy, but you, you need both. Yes. <laughs> you need, it's a total package. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because yes. 
because that's what Elden Ring is. It, it it's the future of these games. It has all so many mechanics from every game, um, including Sekiro. It has mechanics from all of them combined, which makes it more like um, it just makes it way. You know, it's it's everything in one. And then if you go back, you're like, oh well, this mechanic's not here, and maybe that wouldn't affect me or certain people, but some people. I don't know. It depends what they want to do with their life. Like, you know, you have a favorite game of all, all time. E- yes. I have four though. I have to say four. Okay. My, Cause I will give you a chance to, you know, gather them. My, I, a, uh, like a year ago on my PS five, the first game I really dove into is I got the director's cut of ghost of Tsushima. Yeah amazing experience and oh, wow. it instantly became my favorite game of all all time yeah that's one i i haven't played because i'm i'm more about the the japanese developed games i'm more about like i i like the philosophy i like the the programming the do you read japanese style. uh no um i don't but i like what they give us and mm-hmm. then it's translated. Um, I like I like all the the games, but um, as far as my favorite games go, because uh, I know Tsushima is, is a Japanese based game, but it's a Western developed. But it was like praised by Japanese developers. Like okay, so Final Fantasy VII and Ocarina of Time. Obviously, just no debating those. Obviously, for me as a small child, I don't know something in the zelda series in general like link to the past okay um dark souls and demon souls equally and then let's say the resident evil remake is probably the best game of all time um Would you, have better. you played r have you played r re4 no i want to though i love the remake <laughs> of two uh love the remake of two to death did it on hardcore and then four my buddy keeps messaging me about it. I'm probably going to get it um, on my PC at <laughs> some point. Okay. At some hey, point. Garrett, you you keep saying all these things. That I need to talk to you offline more because I'm a PC sure. gamer. Uh, you and I will be in in touch. Oh, uh, yeah, man. You, you know, got an Instagram, man? I'll, I, 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 got, I got Discord. And I got everything. You oh, and I perfect, talk. man. Dude, hey, sweet. You know, we'll get in touch. I, I was wondering, you know, I mentioned baseball op- 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 uh, opening day at the start of this. And I wanted to really come back around to this um, with, you know, before I let you go with, with possibilities and stuff and, you know, the excitement there, how was the release of your guys debut? Cause in Tropic reflections continuum, you know, released right as the world was, uh, and I remember doing podcast interviews saying it was about to really enter a dark place. Yeah. It seemed a, a lot dark. of unknown. It was a, that was definitely like, I kind of have nostalgia for that unknown. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, well, yeah, I, I remember, I, you, you remember, do you remember reading news stories and watching the, and then you remember when the first cases landed, I think in Seattle or somewhere. And do you remember like it started coming and then I you're like on reddit I remember yes i remember it. that's exactly I'm like, what the fuck i'm like isn't anyone yeah. seeing this shit like what's dude, going on dude, holy shit my <laughs> wife and i my wife and i love reddit the same thing we saw it coming in you know china on reddit and we're like holy shit they're bringing in like re- refrigerated trucks and burning bodies like what the fuck is going on yeah and they were just here they're like no no there's nothing nothing yeah i'm trying to tell my dad like hey dad you see this shit he's like yeah, whatever. Like you know, you didn't. That's the same thing we were doing. So, so you know, you look. Your guys' debut came out June twenty sixth of twenty twenty. You know, how was it to have that excitement? And then, you know, I hate to say it, you know, probably six months later, even around that time frame, it was getting kind of lost in a mix by greater news stories. Did it kind of take some wind out of the band sales? Um, so as far so this kind of circles back to I kind of briefly touched on this um the beginning of this chat too. Mm-hmm. Um it was kind of like 
when you know uh with dave and i being like hmm, you know we don't know but then dave dave you know said hey we're gonna go ahead and release it anyway and i was like apprehensive myself i was like oh man like oh how's it gonna do but then <laughs> it was it's um as a lost in the catacombs i believe is the interview i did recently he asked like or, about it you know my opinions in this and then he said it was kind of cathartic um that's kind of how I see it for people and fans. Like a lot of people connected with it because it was like, dude, it's this dark end times. You know, you had people saying like, this is the end. And, you know, we were, we felt, we truly felt like it, it was a scary heavy. time. I have, yeah, I have heart. I, I have hey, I have heart failure from an autoimmune disease. I, Man. for like a year and a half or two years, I was locked away like fucking sloth from the Goonies. Yeah, I was locked away. Like, stay away from me, because if I got it, it could easily kill me. Like, I have the immune system of a new newborn. Oh man, it was a very scary time for me. So, but so go on with with the the point you were you were you were saying. Oh no, man, and I'm I'm sorry you had to have that extra level of fear. Um, you know, I I believe like um, it was the uncertainty that you know people had and then they list they would put on this this record entropic reflection continuum dimensional unravel and they would listen and you know they'd feel peace because they're like well like this is cool like you know like here's something to kind of enjoy and that was the that was the big point um that you know made me feel good at that time i would say because it was and this at this point by the way build a lot of resilience for me as a person like you know feeling like i lost my job like i was going to get kicked out of where i lived it felt like i was gonna you know i had a breakup at the time like i felt like my whole life everything was, was like, crumbling down Dumb. yeah it was like there's no <laughs> toilet paper you know you're like damn there's no toilet like, paper i have, i have to wear a mask things are closed yeah and like it just it became so strange and like grim but then just having that album though like was seeing people like wow like hey this is cool like this is making me happy and it's like my i felt like i was almost like not like in an ego sense or something but it's like i was kind of helping people like you know 20 bucks spin and void ceremony by putting that out it was like hey like hey things are gonna be all right and that and that's kind of you know I'm looking at it more like it's like, dude, I'm glad that people could find that comfort and that I myself kind of, you know, because it, I didn't care about like, oh, we're not going to be able to play shows. No one's going to be able to play shows. You know, Migration Fest got canceled. You know, that was something we were looking forward to. I was training, um, I was training Pierce and Brian who are from Enigmatum and Skeletal Remains um, to play live with us for that and like you know they were like but then when shit hit the fan man it was like damn like well here goes being able to do really anything and all i had was my music i made and then i ultimately went to meet up with charlie and we recorded a new demo um stuff that would be on this threads of unknowing and um you know it i felt like i just as far as the music went i wasn't going to be devastated i was and then all the bands that wanted the tour and stuff said all their stuff you know i was like yeah go for it and i felt like it was i don't know i i found peace and i don't know i don't know where i'm even going with this <laughs> no no it 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 makes sense but but it but threads of un, un, unknowing has to be you know it's it's kind of cool from I I have to guess your point of view that now you can see how it'll do kind of in a normal world, you know things are yeah I didn't think it's about a, that it's a, it's <laughs> like you know you get you get to see what it'll do for people when things are normal. Wow. When 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 people don't have yeah you know a carton of eggs right now costs like seven seventeen bucks. But yeah, that's uh, crazy. <laughs> but um, but but you know, people, people, you know, life is kind of back to normal. So yeah. it'll be interesting, you know, how people will digest threads of un unknowing. Well, now people can actually go buy it at a record shop. And yes, yes, that's cool. That's a cool feeling. Like the, it's not just on their phone. Like, hey, hey, this is a cool album. Like they actually are gonna lift it up and say like whoa like what's this like 
all right, like, you know, maybe they're not even in a metal and they're going to grab it and be like, whoa, like this, I just feel this, you know, and that's, that's cool. And that's, that is going to be broader, you know, and I think, yeah, man, wow, that, that makes me feel happy to just to consider. <laughs> and which I want to mention you guys uh, on the 20 spin.com website, you guys have some sick colorways of your guys vinyl you guys have cassettes you guys have everything you know you guys run the gambit tapes cds shirts oh yeah man and that's thanks to dave man that's the that's the master man he's got he's got the the colors on lock man like these colors he picked man fuck and it's like it's the best dude i'm stoked i'm like not like crazy about color stuff like vinyl whatever it's like they look cool but man like those are like that's fucking cool dude <laughs> you know yeah he he's a, a guy who i have tried for years he's always been very respectful in turning it down but he's always a gentleman who i would love to talk to and just pick his brain because he always seems to have every artist on the roster is amazing yeah he really he really gets some some special stuff man you know um the stuff he's got on 20 bucks spin and coming out man like the new ascend the dead the new slime lord the new lunar the new... chamber oh my god dude yeah and we're gonna have um thomas from lunar chamber play live for us uh live bass that that, that lunar chamber man holy shit <laughs> i that, heard that, that the other it. day yeah, I heard it I heard the other day <laughs> and it like I it, it it was one of those things when I heard it I was gra- same like when when your new single started dropping it was grab the phone reach out to all all of our writers and my friends and be like holy crap you need to hear this dude it's definitely insane and the the whole EP is insane you know I'm friends with Brandon and you know shout out to him and Kyle and Dude, like I'm so excited. Like their their stuff, um, Lunar Chamber and the other one, Tomerum, I believe that's how it's pronounced. Yep. That's also worth checking out as well if you haven't. Um, that's Tomerum's not on 20 bucks spin, but take a listen to that. But yeah, all this stuff, man, on 20 bucks right now, dude, like this year, like Majesties, like fucking the the new Ultar stuff. Like it's so far, like 2023 has been like perfect. And then you're gonna have <laughs> this stuff coming out and like you know i don't keep up with literally everything you know and like when i see it, I'm like oh it's sick or especially you know if it's like a friend's band and i really like because i don't just listen to a friend's band you know and then say oh it's cool i have to genuinely like it and so all this stuff though that we're releasing on 20 or dave's releasing on 20 bucks spin is fucking all bangers this year so far man and i'm just like yes it may, it feels good you're like you're standing tall like your record is right there and you know on this plateau you know above everything else like you're like fuck yeah man like you know with all these great musicians you know you know i i, I want to ask you do you know with a guy who you know you really wear it on your sleeve i love your eagerness with a mind like yours who has so much jazz influence and fusion stuff and just the nature of 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 how uh you know uh, jazz is just kind of off the cuff playing and you know with with how do you can i've always wondered how do you can contain that in the writing process how do you you know because how do you contain so much i guess creativity man um it just i mean i guess i'm aware that if i try to let too much out nothing will come out and it's better to let it flow naturally it's almost like with a sink of like it's like there's a leak and then you try to fix it and you're like where's the leak you know but there's always creativity coming out man and what i do is i have multiple projects like i said i have the video game composition stuff I'm working with a few, you know, a few projects, like three or four different things and then void ceremony. And then I'm writing, you know, my dark fantasy novel. And then I can kind of channel my ideas into different outlets rather than I don't try to put it all into one place and like, let it get bloated and explode or something. Like, it's kind of like, I like to channel different things. And that's why I talk to a lot of friends and I share ideas. Like I love to say, 
to learn ideas and to try to explain my perspectives on ideas. And I feel like that's for me, like creative outlet is like seeing other people create and encouraging people to create like my lessons, like when my students are like, Hey man, can I show you my riffs? And I hear it. And I'm just like, dude. And then that for me is creativity to, to inspire other people's creativity. That's in itself kind of creativity at a level. If you're an active creator, you know, so I don't know if that answers your question. No, it's, it's, it certainly does. Last question before I let you go. Are, sure, man. are you, are you, hard on yourself as a artist and yes. as a as a writer are are you really hard oh of course yeah uh there's a, there's always been a degree of you know you get what you can when you're in a session and there's you know there's only so many changes you can make before it's like should i change this should i and there's been times where it's like man like I should have played this note or held this note a little longer or I could have done like this riff differently or why did I do the vocal right there, the line? Why didn't I? And so it's like, I'm always kind of, I feel like, but I'm at the point where I'm, I'm appreciating myself and I'm able to say, hmm, well, like, you know, I, I appreciate what I'm doing. It's not where I want to be and where I'm going to be in five years is not going to be where I want to be in that next five years. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a it's a it's always a growing process but i feel like i'm i am a little more sincere with myself and i appreciate myself like there's no reason like in your form it's like it's like hating your car or something it's like you shouldn't hate your car you know for what it can do or for what problems it has it's like you have to find the best about it and with myself i value that i'm an artist and I create this music and inspire people and, you know, and that's, that's the best that I can do. And that's better than, you know, like I used to be like, Oh man, you know, I hate my playing or people who hate their playing. It's, 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 it's temporary. You eventually learn to appreciate yourself. It's like, you're not saying, yeah, I'm the best fucking player in the world, but it's like, damn, like my favorite musicians see me on a same similar level or where, you know, and then that's when you see like, you're allowed to not necessarily brag or something, but you're allowed to say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm happy how this turned out or I'm, I'm happy where I'm at and I would be happier to be somewhere higher. You know, that's how I that's feel. A great, that's a, a, a great, great point. Uh, Threads of unknowing is out April 14th on 20 bucks spin this has been truly 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 one of the greatest interviews i've ever had i have been giggling like a little schoolboy <laughs> just loving and wanting to ask you so many questions like i could go on and on for for days sure, thank man. you for taking the time to talk i i but i will let you go because i am respectful of times of people's time and sure like sure that, so Garrett, thank you for joining me, and I will give you the final say. No, um, absolutely. Thank you, man, for having me. This has been um, one of the most pleasant interviews I've had. I mean, most of them have been pretty fun, actually, but this is the most fun. <laughs> well, and thank uh, you. I'm glad that we had so many things to connect on, like Bolt Hells and everything. Um, and yeah, um, the album is out April 14th going to be really sick um listen to it or don't that's all i can say <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that